Hey everyone, welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we teach future Spire players how to play the game by criticizing current and past players. We're focusing on the current players today. We just watched episode 10 of season 41, Baby with a Machine Gun, and boy oh boy did this episode kick ass. And there were definitely some people who got hit by Baby's machine gun bullets. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Stacy, joined by my fellow host, Derek Kubitschek, and is someone missing, Derek? Nobody important. Nobody important. No, nobody important. No, no voices are not being heard tonight. Josh Wessler is not here with us tonight. He is on the road traveling for Thanksgiving because apparently he thinks family is more important than Survivor. What a weirdo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he is going to text us either tonight or tomorrow with his best and worst and all of his stuff, and we'll, we'll just tweet it out at some point. Uh, we we tried to get him to do it, but I'm pretty sure he ended up not watching, so he, yeah. he can't even he can't even give us the information to record. So, so Josh is unprofessional. I just want everyone to know that. He's a hack, and everyone should uh, tweet at him and yes. get angry. <laughs> Tell him that he should take his job more seriously. He has one job. So, Star 41, episode 10, Baby with a Machine Gun. Oh, Choice. Oh. Choice. You know, if episode 4 is like Wagyu beef, I don't know what this would be, but maybe like the, the, the New York Strip. This is top-tier tribal council for sure. Overall elite episode, I would say. Um, second best of the season overall. But we're back to form, and that's nice. Yeah, it's it's just behind the JD episode, but it's close. This one is is great. Absolutely. And by the way, we are filming in front of a live studio audience because, yep. you know, I have some visitors in my house today. They're waving. I see their reflection in the window. So if you catch a little background noise, that's our live studio audience. <laughs> yeah, Derek's got family in town because apparently family is important on Thanksgiving. <laughs> apparently. Apparently that's like one of the major facets of the holiday, I guess. No, 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 no. The, I, family is nothing. It's the food. <laughs> but yeah, great episode. Uh, spoiler alert for the episode. Go watch this one if you haven't seen it yet. This one is excellent. Yeah, if if you've been a little bit sour on the season or maybe sour on a couple players of the season, I can almost guarantee that you're going to enjoy this episode. I certainly love this episode, even though I've, even though I hold no animosity toward the person who went home. Sure. So I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, anything else before we jump into this? No, let's go. All right, so the episode begins, basically Erica is telling us that Shan is kind of seen as the biggest threat by everyone in the game. So maybe take her out. Yeah, I feel like Erica has kind of been a lens into the into the bottom alliance or, or the people who are on the bottom. Because as much as I love watching Xander's underdog story with being the last surviving member of Yasa, I love watching that storyline unfold. He hasn't been able to give us a lot of fruitful content in the last couple of episodes. He's been left out of the loop. Because he's been intentionally left out yeah. of the loop. Good move by the majority. That's, that's you know, good move by the majority of people. That's great. But Erica has been let in a little bit. You know, she can peer through the window. She was on Luvu for a while. She has some relationships. That's good. She tells Deshaun she wants to take out Shan next. Deshaun is open to it. But basically, Deshaun, this is going to be a big theme of the episode. Because this entire post-merge, we've had this Black Alliance. And everyone in this line is a little bit conflicted about whether or not to stick together, you know, for for the culture, as they put it. Uh, loyalty to the Black Alliance, you know, after 2020 and just like doing it for them or being selfish and, you know, playing the game for yourself and trying to win. I strongly vote do the latter one. You should be always trying to win the game. I think one thing to remember about alliances, they have to break up eventually. Yep. I mean, I mean, if everyone is truly playing for themselves and truly playing for the money, they have to break up eventually. A strong power alliance of four people that gets you to the top seven 
that is a successful alliance and good players in a good alliance will eventually fracture and do something different. So it had to happen. I know Twitter is referring to it as the Campout Alliance. They've never yep. referred to themselves as the Campout Alliance, so I'm not going to say that. Yeah, it's a reference to Big Brother. Yeah, 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 the Cookout Alliance. They've made it far, and, you know, it was a success. It just, the format of the game, if you want to win, does not, it does not allow nope. you to go that far with everybody. This is not a team event. And I can't pretend to understand, you know, wanting to stick with your alliance for reasons besides just, like, strategy in the game, you know. I like I just you know I'm a white guy I, I I can't you know I just don't understand perspective so take what I say with a grain of salt on this and like you know when I say turn on everyone and, and win the game I stand by that point but I I do recognize it is more complex for other people oh absolutely point of privilege when you're a white guy going into Survivor historically you've never been down in the numbers on that particular <laughs> uh, demographic sure. uh, cutout. You know, so you can come in and you can be strategic and do big moves and you can have anyone in your alliance. And it's really easy for you to be inclusive. This is the first season of Survivor where they've intentionally brought in as much diversity as they can and not, you know, initially divided up the tribes that way. Sure. So Cook Islands aside. Cook Cook Islands aside. So, yeah, I can understand where there's this conflicting idea with, with Shan and Deshaun. And honestly, this segment is one of the most socially powerful in yep. the show's run. So if you're watching the episode for no other reason, watch it for that one. It's almost like uh, the emotional connection are more interesting than these BS advantages. Uh, how many times do we need to say it? Survivors made it 41 seasons. Apparently not every episode. Yeah, not because of twists, not because of people who, who want to get involved in convoluted twists or whatever. It's for the people. Yeah. It's for the storylines. It's for the emotional. But my, my large point is, you know, while I recognize this is complex, and I, I'm not saying it's easy for Deshaun, Shan, Liana, and Danny, I'm not saying it's easy. That said, if you're here to win the game, which should be your goal, you need to make moves to win the game and you can't be as much worried about the culture absolutely got to become an individual game yes shan sees them talking and gets nervous and they end up like talking it out and they both seem to be on the same page like hey we're gonna stick together reward challenge ricard's gonna end up winning the reward challenge he's gonna pick shan and heather to go on reward with him because neither of them had have had a reward yet and xander because he made a selfless sacrifice earlier in the season twice where he's given up his shot at reward or immunity or whatever good picks and and you know normally i'm like a little iffy on winning the reward challenges but this seems a slightly different because they've had no food <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I mean, no, right now, they have rice right now, yeah. um, you know, courtesy of Xander. So, you know, at least the people aren't going back to camp with no food to eat. I will always remain hypercritical of the person who wins reward and brings their closest ally on reward with them. Yeah. So I do not like Shan being picked to go on this reward. I think that he would have been better to pick a Deshaun or a Danny, whichever he thinks is the weakest portion of, of the alliance that he's not a part of. Awesome. See, I, I don't mind it so much because Shan has had not had a reward, period. And, like, his logic is sound. So I, I can't really fault him for it. Like, you know, people are going to nitpick your reward choices no matter what you do, which is, again, why you don't necessarily should – you shouldn't always win reward challenges. I'm going to give him a pass because it's season 41, and his logic for his picks is, is sound. You know, maybe there is the emotional connection involved, but he presents it as this logical – these logical choices – and, you know, that's about as good as you can do, I think. At least, I mean, I'm, I am happy that he has consistent logic. But, Ryan, like I said, if I'm ever on Survivor with you, I am never going no. on reward with you unless Jeff forces us to do it. Exactly. One at camp, one on reward. That way, no one is without the knowledge of what has occurred. Sure. That That is too important to me. But I, I can I can see it. I can get behind them. Danny and Deshaun talk about taking it Ricard next because they want to limit Shan's power. If they take Ricard to the game, where's Shan going to go? 
Absolutely. And I, and I think this is perfectly sensible uh, logic. Yep. This, this works on many levels. Yep, because where is Shan going to go? <laughs> right back to the primary alliance with no other allegiances. Yep. She doesn't have connections to anybody else. Yes. So they, they don't want to tell Shan. They just want to limit her options and limit her power in the game. So they talk to Liana about it. Liana's she says she's in, but she's really conflicted about it. Liana has this sense of loyalty to Shan, probably the biggest sense of loyalty in the game. To the point where she's like almost willing to sacrifice her game for Shan. She says it out loud. The moment on at, at the summit on the top of that big hill was so big for her that she doesn't care. She has this this connection with Shan. She'll even go to the end with Shan. Great. Great for friendship. I cannot recommend or endorse this move in any way on a game level. Nope. Because, Liana, you have done absolutely nothing in this game better than Shan has. At least, based on the edit that we've seen, you are coming up short in every single way. That means that you lose. A million dollars, $650,000 after taxes, Richard, goes a long way for you. You do not want to sit at the end with Shan for any reason whatsoever. Nope. So the second that Liana said this, I marked her down as my worst player of the episode, pending what happens, right? Yeah. But, like, I I put early her down. Early front runner. <laughs> early front runner. Because once you say, I don't care if I win, or, you know, maybe in too few words, not too few yeah. words, I, ugh, not good. You've known Shan for 19 days. There's... No reason to give up a million dollars for someone you've known for 19 days. Absolutely not. It's it's garbage reasoning, and I think Liana's really showing her age here. She's 20 years old, and I think that's yep. I, I'm not I'm not sure if it's age or if it's emotion. I'm not sure what it is, but it's not like you're doing anything bad to Shan. Everybody knew what they were signing up for, and you just need to remind yourself in these moments that this is Survivor. We're all liars. Shan says it later. Yep. Do what's best for you. This is not what's best for you. At least what's coming up. At the reward challenge, Shannon Ricard, they talk about how they're going to turn on each other one day. And okay. But they don't have like a set time period. So I want to I take this back to Dominic and Wendell. <laughs> they had an agreement that they would t- go for each other at the final four. There was a time limit. There were, you know, It wasn't a question of like, who's going to go for the other person first. Was it, was it four or was it five? It was four. Okay. I believe. So that was the plan. They would take each other out at four. Yes. Okay. That's where I think Shannon McCard went wrong. I think if you have an agreed time where you can turn on each other, then you're going to be okay and you know, can last for longer. It's not a guaranteed thing, but it depends on that level of trust. But they never had a set time frame. So it was really like, who can get the other person first? Ricard is going to turn on Shan, and I, this is why. You know, you, you can't have a functioning relationship that for long term that way. And one good way to make something like that successful, let's say, you know, maybe not top four, because that's cutting it pretty close if you're playing the same game as somebody else. Let's say top five, top six, right? Say, I will not, I love you. I will not vote for you if you take me out before this deadline. Then at least there's something on the jury there, there are ramifications for taking you out early. You know, it's like, hey, I respect the game. You took me out first. Fantastic. You're not getting my vote. That's one thing that you could do. So or, for future Survivor players and you have a power duo, that is an idea. My, I, like the, I like my idea better. Agree to a Final Four and vote them out if it's necessary. You know, <laughs> you, you agree to it. Don't necessarily hold true to it. Maybe you lose a jury vote, but that's one jury vote. Exactly. That's why I'm saying, like, that's one thing that you can use as a tool on the tool yep. belt to ensure loyalty, especially if that person is very paranoid about jury management or if they're burning other bridges or they're the uh, the executioner. It's almost like lying is a good move in this game. Lying is a good move, and that's why the Kip advantage was stupid. Yes. Liana ends up telling Shan about the plan Danny and Deshaun have to take out Ricard. 
So they're going to go after Deshaun. That's their new plan, and, and to save Ricard. And Shane fills Ricard on everything, and Ricard's like, oh, I need to win immunity. And then he wins immunity. <laughs> Good job, Ricard. And I think one beautiful thing that Shan said when she was telling Ricard about this was, not today. I'm not going for you today. Not today. Ricard's like, what? And then now Ricard, great clutch win. I thought Danny was going to be good at this with his NFL experience, uh, with with balance. I mean, I've seen Alvin Kamara up on the exercise ball catching medicine balls before. I think the lack of food probably has hit Danny harder than everybody else. I always forget about how the biggest guys or the biggest players, they typically deteriorate more quickly. I I mean, I always remember Mitch from season two. I I know that's a different kind, but man. It it hits you hard because I'm an expert on such things. Yes, yes. I'm an expert on not eating food. biggest lie ever told hey you'll be a good survivor player then <laughs> so now that ricard's safe shan feels like all right we can make the easy move now we'll get erica and then we won't give xander a name and he'll get scared to play his idol great move if you're shan yeah it's really easy for her to talk about that from her position on the top and i and i think that the words are correct maybe you do try and tell everyone that it's got to be erica but the best players who play from the top are making deals with people on the bottom and then breaking their word and Shan's not going to do that, Yep. Uh, which is proof that she's not a full-on villain, the full-on villain that a lot of Twitter, that a lot of people seem to be no. making her out to be. She's an antagonist at best. Yeah, she's an antagonist. A great one. And honestly, it's, she, the only reason she's really an antagonist is because she didn't win. If she wins, she's the protagonist. I do think her edit would have been much different if sure. she's holding that check at the end. So I, I, she, she's an antagonist. And that's fine. I love it. It never got personal. The the season would be boring without a villain or an antagonist. Yeah, and it's been fun because she's been, like, the biggest villain in a while. I'll agree with that. Like, like kind of like a fun villain Mm -hmm. um, who's really, like, mixing the game up. I can't, like, I'm I'm trying to think of the last one we had. You know, honestly, I'd say Joe Mana from uh, Heroes Healers Hustlers. Okay. I, like that's like the I think the last true villain we've had on the show is Joe. Yeah. And that's that's all the way back in thirty five. Yeah. The one who uh, was a little bit like Tony. Yeah. He's like D- Diet Tony. Yeah, <laughs> Diet Tony. <laughs> so yeah, no. Shan, Shan was mostly you know Shan, Shan made the season better. I'll put it that way. Oh, she made the season better. We have our criticisms of her game. Yeah. And we and I believe that we would. Yeah. I, I believe those criticisms were valid. She definitely annoyed me at times. I uh, will not lie. Oh yeah. I, I found there were times where I found her annoying. Not in this episode. She was really good in this episode. But I think that's because, you know, they're setting up for a downfall. A- absolutely. So a lot of this is editing magic. I've got no ill will towards Shan. I'm sure no. she's a fantastic human being. And I would absolutely speak with her and have a conversation in real life. That that sounds like a good time to me. I was so happy to see her get voted out. Yeah, I, I really wanted her to go just because she's had so much control of the game. And, yeah, you like I like when things get mixed up. Hashtag Team Chaos, as team Josh chaos. would say. Hey, team Chaos, yeah. She may have been my winner pick, but I'm, I'm fine with this. Yes. So Ricard, he's like, all right, today is the day. I'm going to wake up and choose chaos. Uh, Ricard is going to turn on Shan. He gets Xander, Heather, Erica, and Deshaun on board one by one. And he gets Deshaun because he, he tells Deshaun everything. And Deshaun's like, oh, I can't trust Shan anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And by the way, one thing that's going on, is it's a shade in the background of this entire episode, is Xander has said, I'm 100% playing my idol yep. tonight. And I don't know what he did or what he said, but like everybody... A hundred percent believes it to the point that his name wasn't even brought up in like any confessional or discussion. Besides Shans. Besides Shans. And the, the plan was to not vote him out. Exactly. The only way it came up was Xander's playing his idol. Yeah. We're not, you know, let's try and get him to flush it, but we got a target elsewhere. So Xander, 
even though you're not really in this episode, fantastic. This invisibility cloak play was great. Yep. Using an idol correctly, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. To perfection. Erica is very nervous that if Shan does play her idol, she will go home. So she decides to double up on Ricard's plan. She pulls in Danny and comes up with the plan to split the votes 3-3, Shan, Liana. And, you know, Shan plays her idol, Liana goes home. If not, they knock out Shan. Great plan. The big question mark is, will Danny go along with this? Because he does want Erica out of this game. He doesn't trust her. It's so interesting. I And I criticized Erica when I heard this plan. Because if you've got the majority alliance coming to you with a, an, an olive branch or an opportunity, generally speaking, you just kind of go along with that, let them cannibalize themselves, and then you live to fight another day and you can fight it. Erica has to do a lot to win this game. So the more I thought about it, the more I really loved the idea of her saying like, okay, I see your plan, but what if we did this too? And I'm not sure how she convinced Danny and Deshaun to go along with the idea to split more votes or split a vote between Shan and Liana, guaranteeing that one of their core alliance goes out. I, I think Deshaun was totally on board. Danny's the big one. Can we uh, convince him to do it? And I'm guessing Deshaun helped. Yeah. But, you know, and, and it's a move that makes sense for Danny, too. So as long as he is a somewhat logical player, if you explain it to him, I'm sure he's down. And apparently he was. And, and for the record, I do not think that splitting it between Shannon and Liana is the right move for Ooh. Danny and Deshaun. I, I really don't. I disagree. Um, that's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to hear where... I mean, I don't know if you want to have that yeah, discussion yeah. now. Uh, yeah. I, th I think it was because you got to get rid of Shan. Apparently she's going to win against maybe everybody except Xander. And, and everybody's saying it, so we have to believe yep. them. I'll, I'll believe it. I, you know, I, I'll change my order around. You know, Xander and Shan, top two. Both have idols. You got to get one of those people or at least their idol out of the game today because you're running out of time. All right. If you turn on Shan and now that you know Liana, you can't trust Liana anymore because she ratted you out apparently. Sure. You might as well, if you're going to do the whole idol split, you need a second person. You might as well you just cut this tie. Why not? You'll get rid of her next time if you need to. So I like this move a lot. It's it's safer. And I, yeah, I think it's fine. And also, I, I don't know why Eric is considered this big threat. She's I, smart, but. she She is smart. And. I, I guess I just don't like the idea that you're guaranteeing that one of your alliance is going home. I do think that splitting this between Erica and Shan is a better plan, and don't let Erica put sink her talons into this. Because, I, I mean, you know, exactly what they're trying to do with Shan and Ricard. You know, if they vote out Ricard, Shan's got nowhere left to go. If you vote out Shan, Liana's got nowhere left to go. So I don't think that there would have been any repercussions to just guarantee that Liana stays safe and tell Erica, listen, you don't have leverage right now. You're, you're not in a bargaining position. So my plan or it's you. My plan or I tell Shan to play her idol. Now, I, that's a silly move maybe to, to cascade all the way down to. But... I, I don't like the move for Danny and Deshaun. That being said, I can understand the logic. I just don't see it being advantageous for them being in a majority alliance, at least the idea of a majority alliance today. So we're going to go through Tribal Council. It's going to be three votes for Shan, three votes for Liana, two votes for Erica. Epic. Revote tied between Shan and Liana. We do a revote, and everyone votes for Shan. And, they, you know, they, it's all dramatic. They don't even, like, try and hide it. It's kind of like <laughs> astronaut Dan when he went home in Panama. It's like not, they're not even trying to hide it. Yep. It's, it's Shan. Oh, I love astronaut Dan. Yeah, he was great. As Shan's going out the door, she's like, hey, I'm voting for Ricard to win. Uh, don't trust Deshaun. He's a snake. Well, now you just hurt Ricard's game. I was going to say, <laughs> way to shoot two people on your way out. One with a compliment and <laughs> one who's going to be really bitter. And now everybody's like, oh. Ricard's a threat. Well, that's that's uh, 25% of the jury voting for Ricard. Yikes. Um, nothing to validate Danny's feelings on uh, Ricard building up his his threat resume. So, was Shan the right move? 
I'll go first on this one. I think this was absolutely the right move. According to the players in the game, Shane was one of, if not the biggest threat to win because she was making all the moves. She was controlling the game. I'm going to trust the players in the game. You take out the biggest threat. I'm not mad about it. I, I agree. Uh, one thing that we didn't even mention, uh, Xander, who said yep. all day that he was not, who he was going to play his idol, ended up not playing his idol. Yes. So he gets to live to fight another day. With an idol. With an idol in his pocket. I love it. Love it. Love it. And Xander, I think being like the other big threat to win the game because of the yep. underdog storyline. Well, you just lost your biggest competition, according to everybody else. So I think it's good for Xander. It's obviously good for Erica because she was in the minority alliance and was under threat of going home. Heather. Um, Heather Heather as well, but like Heather is kind of a non-factor in my... She's <laughs> she's attached to the hip to Erica, it seems like. Yes, exactly. And then uh, I think the only person that it wasn't necessarily good for is Liana, but whether Liana likes it or not, she has a better chance of winning now yeah. than she did before Shan went home. Um, I think Liana... To, to spoil my who can't win the game, it's Liana. I, I, I don't think that's changed, but the odds have definitely gotten better just because Shan's not on the board anymore. Yes. So It, it was a process of elimination, or uh, I guess it's turning into a bit of a war of attrition if people who are better than Liana all get eliminated. Eventually, yep. Liana could win. Yeah, she needs... <laughs> so, okay, I, I would just say this now. I, you know, I always try and I do a ranking of who's most likely to win and who's least likely to win. And if there's a final three, there's two people who cannot win this game. Yes. For me, that's Heather and Liana. Yeah. I think those are the bottom two. I think everyone else beats them. So what they need to do is figure out who is next on that list, who is one person above them, take them to the end, and try and take the shot. I don't know who that is at this point, though. Right. Um, Erica, no, maybe. I think this is a fun... I think the people who... The three people least likely to win the game are Liana, Heather, and Erica. Yeah. Which means the only way Erica wins, barring crazy play between now and the end of the game, is by going to the end with Heather and Liana. And I would love to see something like that yeah. materialize, maybe with Xander to try and take out Danny and Deshaun, who I think are maybe two of the bigger threats to win based on jury, other than Xander. But, I mean, obviously Xander needs to find people to work with. So, we always ask every week on Twitter if uh, the right person went home... Normally, this is Josh's job, but he's not here because he's a slacker. So, Derek, what did Twitter think? Did the right person go home? I will I will do this like Josh would, okay? Uh, so, yeah, we went on our Twitter, and we uh, posted the poll, and we got uh, 66 votes. Uh, so, kind of like Order 66 from Star Wars, except Josh wouldn't know this reference. And 74% said, yes, the right person went home. Oh, well, you know what, Josh? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We, we, we agreed with Twitter today. Twitter's right. Today. Um, and, and it might be because Twitter doesn't really like Shan. Twitter does not like Shan. So uh, they're right, but for the wrong reason. Classic Twitter. Yeah, no. <laughs> we We, we kind of love you, Twitter. You showed your work. Your work was very wrong. You got to the right answer. So, <laughs> All right, let's get into best and worst player of the episode. Derek, who did you have for best player of the episode? I had best as Ricard. One, he wins reward. I'm not thrilled that he took Shan on reward with him, but it wasn't the worst break of this violation. He wins immunity, which saved him because... He was going home. There's no guarantee that Shan would have saved him with her idol or anything or that she would have been able to change anyone's mind. So he saved himself. And then I love, love, love that Shan spilled the beans to him, which is a credit to his social game with her. And he's like, oh, you said not today. Well, what if I say today? <laughs> what if I say today? And Shan, I think, beats her card at the end. So uh, and, and you needed to separate. Uh, your game from hers as early as possible. We had a someone ask us that question on Twitter last week. Should Ricard separate with Shan? And I believe I have on recording saying, I would maybe do this as soon as possible, maybe next week. 
And here we are. So I you mean, you sound so smart after that question. <laughs> Thank you again to uh, our good friend Sarah who asked that question and made us look smart. And, they, and it was a great question and one that turned out to be relevant one week later. Yeah. So I had Ricard. I'm going to give an honorable mention to Erica for making sure that she doesn't go home and like having the cojones to take hold of a vote that really she should have had no leverage in. And then also just a small shout out to Xander for not playing his idol and just being an absolute beast with it. Derek, I couldn't agree more across the board. Your honorable mentions are on point. Yeah, and then like you said, Ricardi is the best player of the episode. One reward, one immunity, turned on Shan. It was amazing. Great, great, great night for Ricard. Who's worst? Worst player is, I think there's only one option, it's Liana. And with the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> she's basically willing to throw her game away for Shan. Very close to going home tonight. If Shan plays her idol, she's out of the game. She's way too loyal to Shan. She's on the wrong side of the vote. And like I said, you know, to spoil who might, who can't win the game, Liana can't win the game. Uh, so I, Liana is my worst player. If you follow the Ouroboro back far enough, the reason that Shan went home tonight is because Liana spilled the Ricard plan to Shan. So like, yeah, Shan shot herself in the foot by telling Ricard and Ricard decided she had to go. Shan only had that information because Liana decided that it was not in her best interest to try and play for the win. So, like, I mean, yeah, I guess Liana's more likely to win now that Shan's not in the game, but she also has no allies left, and her resume is... She's got a gap. She is in conflict with Danny and Nishan, especially next time on Survivor. We see them fighting. Yep. And she's had conflict with Xander. Where else is she going to go? Yeah, when you even rewind all the way back to the early Asa days, we got Xander saying that he didn't really trust Liana. And that was the, and that was when Tiffany was a little bit more erratic and like paranoid and running around and uh, impressing upon people all the wrong ideas. Liana was still the one that Xander didn't trust. I don't want to say it speaks volumes and I know the edit can just feed us that that storyline, but it adds up. So, yeah, it's Liana with a bullet. I could not say it better. So, Dirk Who's going next? Oh, my goodness. It's hard. So Xander gets to keep his idol. So I'm, I'm just going to say that Xander can't go home. Cool. I mean, we've seen it happen, but Xander is off the board. I think conventionally speaking, if he didn't have an idol, Xander should be the next one to go. I don't think that people are scared enough of Heather. I think she's getting the goat treatment, and whoever's going to the end wants Heather. Yeah. So that kind of leaves Danny, Deshaun, Ricard, or, or Erica. Or Liana. Or, or Liana, but I also think that Liana might get the GOAT treatment as well at this point. I'm, I'm not scared for Liana's game. Even though I think he won best he won best player this week, I think Ricard will be the next to go because Danny wanted him gone today anyway. Danny is going to be, listen, I gave a little. We voted out Shan. We split the vote with Liana. Can we all agree that Ricard is building his resume? He has at least one vote on the jury for sure. Let's take him out now. So unless he finds something to protect himself, Ricard will be the next one. So Ricard was like the big name they mentioned about, you know, next time on Survivor, they made it seem like Ricard's in the most danger. And I I subscribe to the rule 90% of the time. That's a bunch of garbage. And it's not going to happen. So I'm going to not go that way just because I'm going to play the odds, even though I didn't do that earlier in this season and was very dumb when and I did it, them. It, it turned on you. It, yeah. I, I, that was so I, funny. I, I have to strain myself from falling for this. I'm just going to play the simple answer. Liana's going home next. All right. I like it. Uh, they'll just keep going, keep it simple. And like I said, I like to pick the most simple answer because I, if I'm wrong, awesome. It was entertaining. If I'm right, I'm right. Yeah, so it's a win-win it's a for win-win. you in your opinion. I already said who I, uh, I think can't win the game, and you know I'll, I'll name two. I think it's Liana and Heather at this point. Derek? I think that Liana has more favor on the jury than someone like a Heather. Sure. So I am going to stick with Heather for right now just because, one, we're getting absolutely no edit for her. I think it would be a slap in the face 
to audiences at this point to get down to a final seven with Heather being one of the most un- under-edited people in Survivor history. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that the edit won't do that to us and pick Heather. Uh, that being said, I do think Liana has a tough road to the end. I do think in a final three, Liana and Heather both lose, but least likely to win, Heather. Yeah, in a final two situation, Liana and Heather final two, Heather loses. Yeah, I think Liana would have to really make some people angry to lose to Heather in a final, yeah. in a final two. I don't know if Heather's going to make it to the end. I feel like she hasn't gotten the edit to like even be in the finals. So they did tease that dangerous twist this next episode. Now, I know, you know, whatever Jeff has been saying all season about this monster, you know, this season one of lost nonsense going on. And we just kind of like put it on the back burner and forgot about it. It looks like it might be here. So if that's the case, maybe it does cause someone to go home. And if Heather is that twist's victim, then she's going home. Yep. Could be. So it could very well be Heather next one going in. Totally. Uh, maybe maybe it's a double boot. But we're going into this with, like, assuming there should be some sort of logic involved. Yes. And that might be our mistake because this is season 41. Yeah. But we, what can we do? We, we've had, what, two or three twists this season that have just been garbage? Absolute dog water. Yeah. All right. Last thing we got to do. Shane was voted out. Our winner pick. Yes, uh, indeed. All three of us have lost our winner pick. Shane is gone. So obviously Josh is in here, so we'll have to get his winner pick some other time. But we have to come up with a new winner pick. Yes, we do. Uh, are you ready, or do you want me to go first? You go first. All right, this is really tough. This is really tough, but I'm going to go with Deshaun. I think Deshaun's gotten a really powerful edit and is really putting his mark on the game. So, yeah, I think Deshaun is going to win the game. Deshaun is my new winner pick. Locking it in is Deshaun. I'm going to pick a weird one for you. Um, Heather. Th- no, no, it's even weirder than Heather, I think. Well, no, you know, no, it's not weirder than Heather. I'm going to pick Erica. Oh, okay. Yeah, right out of left field. Part of it is the edit. A long time ago, you can read it in, you can listen to it in the podcast, you can read it in my overreactions article that I wrote way back on episode one. I said that Deshaun was going to lose in Final Four fire making because he said something like, oh, I can't make fire. Uh, bring me to the Final Four and I'll lose at fire. That means one of two things. Either he's going to win the fire making challenge or he's going to lose the fire making challenge. And I have to be honest, I have thought about my prediction every single week that Deshaun has not been voted out despite him kind of having a target on his back. So I think he's making it to Final Four and I think he's getting voted out or, or he'll lose fire making. So I don't think he makes it. Maybe he was lying about not being able to make fire. Maybe he was. It, there, it, it's entirely possible. I do think that means that Danny has to go out at five. I do think that, uh, or maybe Danny goes out at six. Xander goes out at five after he plays his idol. I do think we're going to end up with a Liana, Heather, Erica, final three. That would be wild. Um, so I'm, I'm going for the the half-court shot here. I'm not trying to do a layup. I, I want to have fun with this. It's kind of like you picking your next to go, you know, if, if it does happen, whatever. But I, I want to be right. Okay. I want it to be right, and I want it to be wild. So okay. I'm picking Erica. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at CastToyPod. Uh, go ahead and give us any five-star reviews, and we'll read them on the podcast. Pretty pleased, and thank you. Uh, Derek, this was fun. This was, was fun. Uh, you know, Josh wasn't here, so this was great. It was it was better without Josh. <laughs> him him with his tiebreakers and... Uh, his garbage. And and, his, uh, oh, wait, and, no, you're the one with the bad takes, not Josh. Josh usually backs me up. Yeah, and his... his his tepid, <laughs> his his tepid discussion. His, his uh, waiting for uh, the two of us to fight it out, and then he can just jump in on the winner side. Yeah, it's like <laughs> playing Halo with Josh. He's the guy he'll like attack the person with no shields, even though he did none of the work. So, uh, uh, this is great. Anything else you want to add? No, that's it. All right, this has been the Castwick Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night. Good night.